So, by the way, I'm recording this on Big Sur. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I'm like 80% convinced that Wait. this episode will make it. <laughs> yeah. Are you using Audio Hijack? I'm not, because I can't. <laughs> right. Okay. So, I'm using QuickTime. So, I don't have your backup. You still have mine, but I don't have yours. This is fine. Well... Because I'm like, you know what? I'm unemployed now. Like, what do I have to lose? <laughs> sure, install betas on my main machine. <laughs> uh, I just want to let you know I am not re-recording this episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So, if right now Kevin sounds different, it's me <laughs> pretending to be right. Kevin exactly. <laughs> re-recording his lines. <laughs> how's uh, how's the, the, the big boy treating you? <laughs> it's, uh, granted, I haven't been using the computer as much. So I haven't really been pushing it. Look at you. Uh, but everything apart from Rogue Amoeba apps seem to work. It's, it seems fine. Although Slack has this very annoying little bug in where uh, it do, it has it doesn't have border radius like the window huh. around the corners. Okay. Uh, so it's like you see the background bleed like a gray right. sharp thing. Ugh. It's like I even wonder um, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, I don't I was ready to like jump at, at Electron, like Electron. See, this sucks. But then I I open other what I assume presume are Electron apps on my computer, and none of them have this. Hmm. Um, so I think it's just a Slack thing. Weird. I uh, think we can still probably blame Electron at some point in this <laughs> chain for you know making right. it something you have to think about. <laughs> right. But, it's clearly uh, not using native things. Like they're they're mimicking. Oh, actually, I should try this. I'm going to open a non-native thing and see if it has the same border radius because it has increased in Pixar. What other what other uh, electron apps can you think of? Spotify. I don't have Spotify. Uh, Figma. Yeah, Figma seems to be okay. I think. Shame on you, Slack. So I've never installed the Pixar beta on my Mac because honestly, I can't be bothered with the partition thing. And rebooting, like, you know, rebooting in and out of a single mm-hmm. computer, just too much work. And also, I'm using this laptop, so, like, I, I don't know, I just don't want to have, like, a disk there. Like, basically run the OS off of a, an external drive that I, like, mm-hmm. don't want to yank out by accident. Um, That's fair. So, I don't, I haven't fully been keeping up with how the beta is evolving, but I saw on Twitter, I think it was this week, Someone said that if you, let's say, like, you close an unsaved window, which, like, would cause an uh, open save dialog <laughs> to mm. open, it it doesn't, like, it, it only registers the open spot where your window is at the moment you click the button, not at the moment you, the, the sheet actually opens. And so, like... <laughs> can open like a open save dialog like in super weird positions for your windows if you move it quickly like that's pretty bad i'm so that's just clearly a bug and i am trying that right now and i can't reproduce it oh okay just open the text edit document type something hit command q to so i do have the little save dialog and i'm moving the window and it's fine so maybe was it a previous beta or it was a specific app or i don't know Hmm. Bugs will be bugging. Yeah, uh, that, I think it's that's overall, good. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. But honestly, also, there's really no reason for you to install betas. Um, th- I think this 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 OS changes a lot of stuff. Like internally, I know it hmm. messed up with the APFS thing, and uh, it messed also like some of the T2. If you've been following um, ATP, uh, so like it changes a lot under the under the hood. So you should probably stay away from betas. And there's really no reason for you to update it unless, I guess, you really want to play with SwiftUI 2. Um, but other than that, I don't Yeah, think. I mean, that's something I've been curious about because it's so slow in um, Catalina. Mm-hmm. I kind of blanked out for a second on what the name of the current OS is. Uh, getting hard to remember. Um one, I don't memorize the cats. Yeah, I never memorized the other. <laughs> one thing, one thing I I haven't done on this computer because I always tend to just use the default wallpaper for stuff. Mm. Like somehow, I, I don't know. It's just I often yeah. find that the default wallpapers are just good wallpapers. 
Um, but I haven't switched to the new Big Sur wallpaper because I feel like I haven't earned it yet. <laughs> so I'm kind of saving <laughs> yeah. it for I when I get the new, the new OS. Yeah, it is probably one of I the very it. best wallpapers. In and okay, just just so we're just so it's clear, you're not talking about the actual Big Sur photograph. You're talking about that no. that abstract, colorful yeah. background, right? With yeah, the that one. yeah, same, same. It looks. Honestly, it, like, it even makes this LG 5K monitor look okay. Uh, <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> it's actually funny now that I think about it. I feel like Big Sur and basically Mac OS this year got the best wallpaper probably mm-hmm. like in a really, really long time. And iOS got the worst wallpaper in a long time, I think. Because I think it's been, I think it's the first time since they moved away from Cats and where the default wallpaper is not a picture of the True. place that named it. Um, and iOS never really had that. Although it did, it did have pictures pre-iOS 7, yeah. but uh, it never really had that. And usually I, I love the default wallpapers and I rock them throughout the whole beta period in both iOS and Mac devices. But usually by the time the public version comes out, I'm already A, kind of tired of it. I, I, I just... <laughs> of looking at it for so long, but also because right. everyone else is going to have them. And I feel like, you know what? Now I kind of uh, <laughs> want to pick something uh, original, but not, the, I don't think I'll do that with the Mac OS for a while. Cause I love this. Yeah, no, it, it's so good. But yeah, I don't get how iOS got such a terrible wallpaper this year. It's so, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's fine. If you load it up in the simulator on your Mac, it actually doesn't look that bad because the simulator somehow makes it very saturated, but when I put it on my phone, it's so washed out that it's, it's a bit, yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, so I I took a little trip um, over you know last week and the weekend. So it was like a long weekend. Mm-hmm. First time me leaving uh, this city since COVID, and uh, we went. We just rented a car and we drove to. Honestly, I just wanted to go on a hike, like be in the middle of nature. And literally the closest hill <laughs> was in Belgium. <laughs> so wow. we drove to Belgium and we stayed in this very small remote town. Um, it was lovely. And we just spent a lot of time just in the woods in, in the middle of like, cornfields. That's but it amazing. Was lovely. I, I didn't check any social media for the whole thing for the whole time. And I just read books and I was trying to be bored because that's what I was looking for. <laughs> just slow myself down slow anxiety down just slow down in general of course i was pretty anxious about well you know just being out and about during an an epidemic uh but we never interacted with anyone (laughs) (laughs) we didn't eat at any restaurant we didn't interact with a with a like bed and and breakfast thing it was all not even hands-free like human free so i think we did okay now one thing that you know it was kind of new was renting a car i always look forward to that because i Ever since we moved to to the Netherlands, we 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 didn't bring a car with us, so you know, I stopped driving effectively. Right. And for almost not two years, but more than a year and a half now since we've moved, uh, this was the second time we rented a car, and so second time I drove, and I was really excited about that. And so, if you follow me on Instagram, like I, I we rented a Jaguar, which is a very <laughs> fancy schmancy car. And yeah, was, how did you end feeling, up with the Jaguar? <laughs> Okay, I like no one asked me for this, but I want to explain because <laughs> I know it can be a bit, you know, pretentious to, <laughs> you know, drive a Jaguar. But um, it was very simple. I had this one place that this uh, car rental service. Uh, it's called Sixth, if anyone cares. Um, and so I wanted to rent a car, and I wanted to rent electric because I d- didn't feel like burning dinosaurs. And I don't know. I just feel like you know what. I don't know. That's something I wanted to do. I didn't want to try burn fuel. So I wanted to rent a fully 100% electric car. And they only had two models. Uh, I think it was a Nissan Leaf or something, like the, the cheaper mm-hmm. model. Uh, but the range was, you know, it was, it's like a city car. You And we did have to drive for a while to go to Belgium. Right. So th- that only left us with that other option, Jaguar. And to be honest, it wasn't that expensive, that more expensive. So anyway... But we, I got to drive a Jaguar, which is fine. Um, and I want to tell a quick story, by the way, because I think it was kind of funny. So I did go pick up the car. And, of course, my question and <laughs> my prerequisite for uh, 
renting a car. I was like, does it support CarPlay? Uh. And they they said yes, it does. Like, cool. Okay, then we're good. Um, and so, but you should have asked, I, does I, it support wireless CarPlay? I, I yeah, I, I I feel like I was just I was just setting up myself for disappointment. Uh. <laughs> but so we got the car. I picked up Debs, and we were off. And so I plugged in my phone, and I opened Maps, and you know the car the CarPlay interface and we put the destination and off we go now immediately after was apparently like something was wrong uh because um our gps position was always like every five seconds or whatever it would come back to like home to mm. the starting point it wasn't tracking my location and when it did for like a brief a brief window of time it would be all over the map and like you know it was major latency it was not good it was not working and i was like you know what i'm running a beta that's probably <laughs> that's probably what 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 is happening here and shame on me for you know running betas when you're off for a big trip like you shouldn't do that um but so what i did was like you know what i'm gonna restart reboot the phone that usually fixes things so i yank the phone from the usb thing and i am i do the little magic uh, gesture to reboot and meanwhile in the little i always call it the control alt delete gesture (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. pretty much that's great that's a great analogy <laughs> and as the phone was rebooting i looked at the little screen the little entertainment system and it was like the screen was frozen in maps where i just yanked it i was like god damn it um so uh i couldn't like quit carplay like it was just frozen stuck i was like damn it so what now if and then at this by this point the phone has finished rebooting. I tried to plug it back in, and the the screen was just frozen in that state. Like I didn't know what to do. It's like you know what, just try to quit CarPlay and use the built-in maps or whatever. Nothing worked. Uh, I I turned off the car and turned it on, uh, and that just forced the entertainment system to reboot. But it wasn't really reboot because as soon as I plugged my phone, it would open CarPlay again automatically. I think this is a feature. But it was still in that crashed, frozen state. So I couldn't force a reboot on the CarPlay process, if that makes sense. Just like start CarPlay again, right? <laughs> couldn't do it. So I was like, you know what? I guess I'll just use the built-in maps thing. The built-in maps, for some reason, didn't have Belgium maps. Um, oh, no. And like, I couldn't <laughs> use those maps. Like, okay, I really need the phone. Um, I think you just needed anyway. to reset the pre-ram on your car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was ready to go that far. And it's we like, were Googling uh, at this like, point. Turn on the car and hold the your feet on the gas or whatever. Do donuts for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you kid, but you know, it, it's not that far off actually from reality. So we were frantically Googling how to freaking reboot this entertainment system. And granted, this is like, even though it's a Jaguar, this is their first electric car. And I don't think usually these if if it's a really good car brand car manufacturer, they're usually not great at software. <laughs> like, you know, I think this is, comes off in no surprise to anyone. Um, so I don't think their software is really good, honestly. Uh, and actually, even compared to the Nissan Leaf or whatever the other car I drove the last time, way cheaper car, but way better just smarts in electronics. Um, but so at this point we were frankly googling. We don't have maps. I'm just like, I, how did people do this before? Like, yeah. <laughs> we were still in Amsterdam. We haven't left Amsterdam at this point. Um, Drive so, back to the the car rental place. <laughs> Give me a car that works, please. <laughs> like I, I honestly thought about that, and that suggests like, all right, you know what? Just let's yeah. go back to the rental. Let's see if they can fix this. But I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like. They're going to do the same thing I'm going to do, which is Google. Give me an entirely new car. Like, car doesn't work. Car is broken. (laughs) I don't know if you have spare car. Yeah, (laughs) I guess that could be one thing. But I'm like, they're not going to be better at at dealing with this issue than I am. So, (laughs) I alone can fix this. And and they care way less. Like, I care about getting to the destination in a reasonable time. They don't. Right. Uh, I care that I'm paying for this. They don't. So, I'm like, no, let's, we have to figure this out. So one of the things we figured out by Googling was that um, if you turn, 
if you turn okay in order to completely reboot the entertainment system you have to turn off your car and wait for at least 30 minutes oh my god <laughs> like that that's it can you imagine this that's how they built the system it, there's no button combination that you can press <laughs> there's nothing you can force the car to reboot um except i was like you know what let me go in settings because uh, we could do this if we turned off the car on and off so again we have to come to a full stop and you can just turn off mm-hmm. the car in the middle of the road but if you we stopped at a gas station we turned off the car and on again and if you didn't plug your phone in carplay wouldn't be loaded and wouldn't be stuck in that screen right so we went through the setting screens and i found a software update thing ah. <laughs> i'm like you know what yes if we force a software update on this, surely they're going to have to reboot the whole process. Right. So we did a software update in a gas station in the middle of our trip on our car. Um, and that did fix it. So next time, I was like, all right, we we have to make sure that this is not going to crash again. So we're just like, we're just, you know when you're doing the exact same thing on a on software, but you're just more careful. Right. And you just wait a bit longer in between steps. <laughs> like That's what we did. And... It never, it never uh, crashed again throughout the whole trip, and I, you know, and I did update the beta at some point, like a couple of days after, but um, but anyway, that that was it. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, by the way, CarPlay is very underrated. Maybe it's not underrated, but it's just not on my radar. It's not something I talk about or mm. see screens or screenshots or people don't tweet about it really. Um, even in the big WWDC sessions, like CarPlay, if 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 it's mentioned at all, it's just a very small little thing. So I'm just not familiar enough with it. So when I do use it, like now, it's just, I think it's so nice. It's so nice, the whole interface. And just having a modern OS in a car when usually their software sucks. Hmm. It's nice. What makes it so, nice for you? I like, so it's very, quote unquote, un-Apple-like in where they have to write software that can work and fit a bunch of different hardware right different car size uh, different screen sizes different touch touch screens so some like you can easily scroll and do gestures in a screen some is super janky and so you kind of have to it kind of has to provide not a scroll bar you know but like a next page next pagination (laughs) uh seems to be a theme um so just the whole the the way that carplay adapted to that in particular touch screen was worked pretty well, uh, super nice. Uh, it works with also the voice controls of the car. That was super cool. And so just things of like, you know, having Apple Music right there with an app that works and you have access to all your playlists and it's, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It was using that new iOS 14, the blurred background, you know, in music. Ooh, um, nice. That was also in CarPlay, so it just looked great. Maps works worked awesome. Uh, the whole thing about like in the middle of a trip, and again, this is because I don't drive. This is not something I see. So this this is old news for people who do. But like in the middle of a trip, just say, you know what? Add a stop. Look for uh, charging stations. I don't know if it just, it was like just a default search result or something. Or it somehow knew that I was driving an electric car. Because it didn't suggest gas stations. It suggested charging stations. Hmm. So that was nice. Um, and yeah, I mean... I don't know. The, the, when you park your car, it knows you parked your car and drops a little pin on maps. Um, it was cool. Right. I think everything you said is totally correct. Um, you also get like 90% of these features if you use like Apple Maps on your phone, which is what I do. I still mm-hmm. wish I had CarPlay on my on my car to basically i want to just like sit in my car not have to plug anything not have to have my phone you know attached to the little like flimsy phone holder thing that i have right um so those are all like really nice improvements but overall yeah apple maps i actually really do like it (laughs) yeah apple maps is just getting better and better it's still playing catch up with google maps yeah so there's like i try to use it because i think it looks better i prefer the interface right um but every once in a while i'm like ah the place i'm searching for does not appear yeah. in the results or like it turns out i really need biking uh, directions and not driving or mm-hmm. walking directions um and apple maps now we talked about it in ios 14 it does support uh biking directions but not just in the very yeah few like three cities, cities. <laughs> 
but the option still appears on on maps here so i still see so it's like teasing me that's a little button for biking directions and i tap on it, it just says sorry not available in amsterdam yet mm. um but by the way just last week uh amsterdam and a bunch of cities in the netherlands and i think lisbon as well uh we got support for 3d maps which again old news for a lot of people <laughs> but, um finally rolled out here nice <laughs> and of course first thing you do is look at your own home <laughs> your <laughs> yeah. apartment in 3d um so that's that was nice cool that's awesome sponsor break our sponsor this week is webflow Webflow gives you the power of code in a visual interface, allowing you to directly build whatever you have in mind without engineers. Webflow's whole thesis is that people should have the power of code without having to write it. We've all spent years learning visual design software like Figma, Sketch, or Photoshop, but none of those tools actually output production code. Webflow takes that next step and brings the power of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript into a visual interface so designers can build completely custom designs without worrying about writing code. Webflow is built on top of HTML and CSS fundamentals, which means that the code Webflow generates is clean, semantic, and developer-friendly. From creative agencies like IDEO and Remotion to design-led startups like Lattice and Petal, Webflow gives designers the power to build whatever they have in mind. If you can design it, you can build it with Webflow. Webflow's rich interactions and animations toolset allow you to bring your designs to life with advanced features like parallax scrolling, motion triggers, custom keyframes, and even After Effects-based animations. You can even use Webflow for prototyping and user testing. The best part is because Webflow is super powerful, your prototypes can include interactive details like hover animations, responsive layout changes, and many more details that can really make your testing more realistic. So what do you do if you want to sign up? Just go to webflow.com and enter the code LAYOUT at checkout for 10% off their annual plan for any new account. So our thanks to Webflow for supporting this episode of LAYOUT. And if you haven't checked it out, I think... Webflow, by the way, is incredible. Uh, and we talk a lot about, you know, writing code and building your own website here. Um, like when we talk about portfolios and stuff, having a personalized custom website, I think it's super important. And sometimes I just mention, you know, I think me and Kevin, we usually just code ourselves. And like, if you don't want to code, like this is so much better than any, uh, in my opinion, just like having a default template thing from other services. Like this is just a, a design tool that just outputs a real thing quote unquote <laughs> right it's incredible and, and by the way i there's this thing um i saw on twitter a while this 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 guy built civilization uh six in webflow what? have you seen this <laughs> no i haven't he built like the whole well not the whole game but like it went super deep the all the menus all the loading screens everything built with webflow it's incredible um by the way the guy's uh his name is sarkis uh, so we're going to put links in the show notes. Uh, actually, I think it's just civilization.webflow.com. Nice. Um, incredible. People are building with yeah. Webflow. So I've been, um, I've been playing with Webflow too. And one thing that I noticed is just like how fun it is. Like there's like, yeah. it, it's, it's what happens when you like, you know, make this a visual process is you can actually play and tweak your design kind of like on, on as you go. And I just found myself like really enjoying the process of like laying things out. And, and I agree, like the, just the UI in, in Webflow is so powerful that I think it's worth checking out just like as a, you know, if you're into design and you're kind of like curious about how to design really advanced UIs that are still super easy to understand, go check out Webflow because they have so much, so much power and they handle it in such a graceful way, I find. Like, it, there's sort of a progressive disclosure of complexity over time. Whereas, like, if mm. you don't care about all the little details, like, they kind of get out of your way. And that you just do something simple. Um, but then if you want to add things like hover animations and responsive layout changes, you can do all of those things. Uh, they also have things like components, which I thought was cool. Maybe they don't name it. Name, them components actually but um it's it's essentially like the same thing as components in figma or symbols in in sketch and you can create these reusable blocks 
and it's super powerful. Like it's it's just it's really cool. So yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. Super impressive. Yeah. Anyway, code layout at checkout <laughs> for ten uh, percent off. Thanks, <laughs> Webflow. All right. So what do you want to talk about from this list? Because we don't have a lot of time. We still have to do recommendations. Yeah. Um, mm, mm, mm. We can talk a little bit about the the app thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. We haven't checked in in a while. Uh, how uh, How's your app? This is this uh, is part of my strategy to keep myself motivated to continue working <laughs> on this app and maybe, maybe launch it at some point. Uh, yeah. What do you mean maybe? Maybe um, launch it. You know, I think I have to be realistic. <laughs> hey, and knowing that dude, my track okay. record is what's, not that great. <laughs> what's uh, but I know I I can't remember last time I think you put as much time and effort into. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe I, it's just I can remember <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the last five times I put this much effort. Dang it! Just never launched it. Okay, but okay, but uh, well, well, okay. What's the, what's the what's the status of this? Where, where okay, so at? I actually feel like I'm ready to share a little bit more about what the app is about um oh my god are you going to reveal what it is yeah like it's not it's not ready but i think okay i i feel like it's gotten to a point where i'm actually working on the main core components of this app and so i think it'll be easier to be able to discuss about what it is if i tell you what the app is about um (laughs) it's still it's still fairly early on but um so okay i'm I've always been passionate about photography. Like that's just been something that I've really enjoyed for a really long time. And like, I've ended up like working on a lot of apps that relate to photography. So I worked on photo edit a while back. Like that was the one that came to mind when you were like, when's the last time you put this much effort? It's like, yeah, photo edit. Um, which is basically a, I would say like a, a better version of, of Viscocam basically. Um, because at the time, the ViscoCam had crazy camera. UI. I think it's slightly better now, but still a little bit wonky. Um, and so I worked on that. I've learned way more than I ever wanted about uh, <laughs> how to render images um, in like you know metal and doing all of these like low level like filters and core image and all that that stuff. Um, and eventually just like never really launched it because yeah. one i wasn't a really great developer at the time like honestly like i was just like figuring things out as i went and so by like as i would write code i would look back at something else that i wrote in the app and i'd be like oh my god this is so horrible <laughs> that i like want to like rewrite it again and i would just basically do this like infinite cycle of mm-hmm. i write something i hate it i rewrite i hate some i write something I, anyways so i never really got mm-hmm. that far also working with like actual image manipulation not fun not fun at all it's like all <laughs> your filters they're pretty much all applied by crazy math basically and that is not my area of expertise so as much as I tried, um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't really working. Um, and also the thing that like really killed me, cause I figured out a way to like actually make it happen for normal, like you upload like a JPEG or whatever. Um, but when the iPhone introduced wide gamut, that like broke my algorithm for doing, uh, filtering. Oh, damn. And basically like things in the deep shadows would turn bright red. <laughs> for some reason and i just like could not figure out how to fix that and so i just i didn't know about that yeah it was just i tried i tried i tried i tried and i couldn't figure it out and i could like i figured the the best i could do is essentially like down sample the image and and essentially like try to remove the um the white gamut ness in the image (laughs) but that's no good. Nobody wants that. <laughs> like nobody wants me to like willingly make the images worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so it was just kind of like eh. and then uh Darkroom kind of like came back and got a lot better and so I just switched to that and I was like yeah, that's good enough. That was like those ended up being pretty close to what I wanted. Um so I continued sort of like my journey on trying to get better at photography that's 
really like kind of what I've been thinking a lot about. Um, and what are the ways that I can, I don't know, just take things to the next level. Like I, I, like, I don't think there's anything wrong if you're like, you know, I just like opening, you know, open the camera app, snap a picture and then post it. And then that's it. Like, that's totally cool. But for me, I was like, I was looking at my Instagram feed and it's like, why is it not looking like what I want it to look basically? Like, you know, there's all these people I follow and their, their pictures look amazing. And, um, I felt like I was sort of like hitting a plateau of like, how do I get there? Um, and so I started talking to people and then the main thing that came up that a lot of people that I like really respect and really like their photos is, is that they actually like before they post things in this case, like let's say to Instagram, they actually like plan their feeds ahead of time. So they, you're going to look at like what set of pictures fit well together. And it's, one way about this is like just you know like helps you have like a nice looking grid on your on your Instagram feed that's one thing but another one is i found it an a super helpful tool to actually see your images at a glance and understand what are what are like the main parts of like how i take photos so if you look at different people's feeds you can see like oh some some a person like really uses diagonal lines or oh a person has like usually takes pictures in this range of color so has this color palette and so there's a bunch of like different sort of side benefits in looking at a sort of finished arrangement of pictures as a way to one determine what your style is to figure out figure out like the the ways you can adjust images to get the look you want uh where i find that sometimes editing pictures in the abstract ends up being uh, too difficult because you don't really have that reference point and so um i've like basically tried so many apps (laughs) to do this um apps that let you (laughs) sort of like plan a feed and there's kind of like a whole range of different apps. Um, there's some apps that are like kind of like Buffer and stuff like that that really specialize in sort of like the scheduling of things and they're kind of general purpose social media posting tools. And then there are some other apps that are like more targeted. Um, but the problem is like they're all kind of clunky in a way. Like they're all like... N- <laughs> Not that they're non-native because they're all on the phone. Like they, you know, they are native apps, but they have this like weird image picker and they're like littered with ads and just like have this overall just like clunky experience and don't Mm -hmm. use the latest like features in iOS uh, to make this. And (laughs) I have used these apps. Like I've been using them for the past like year, year and a half. Um, and it just got to a point where I was like, I can't, like, I, I just, I really want to, to do something here. And I think the thing that sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back and like really made me want to explore this is, uh, back when we were like doing a lot of stuff with Montreal Design Club, obviously now a little bit on hold because COVID, but, um, we uh, basically we would take pictures during the events and we'd want to like be posting pictures you know throughout the weeks uh to stay on top of people's minds and it was me and my co-founder Cass and we both were on the Instagram and wanted to kind of like post some pictures and I kind of wanted to apply that same that same thinking cuz we had this like strategy of like we would mix pictures and like illustrations and like textual posts. And um, what I would do basically is I would essentially like be like organizing the pictures on my phone and then like sending her a screenshot basically and being like, hey, like this is what I'm thinking. And then she'd be like, okay, well, how about like we change this thing, this thing. And then so she'd send me another screenshot and we basically like try to duplicate this effort of like trying to get this layout that we want and sometimes we just end up doing it together but i was like i want to be able to have multiple people share the same view of you know the the organization of the pictures um and so i did look for like existing 
alternatives, existing apps that did this. And there are some. They charge like $10 per month per user <laughs> for, cool. for this feature. Um, and I was just like, I mean, if this is your primary job and stuff, like whatever, sure. But I felt like for us as a nonprofit, $10 a month for this feature just seems like a lot. Um, it's like a Netflix subscription. Yeah, and and just and, and look, like this is not me complaining about you know paying for software. Like this is cool, you know, and it's probably worth it. But as a person who develops apps, I'm kind of like, surely there's got to be a a way that's less expensive than this. And also, like if we want to have the the thing too is like if we want to have another person help us out every now and then then it's like another ten dollars a month and another ten dollars mm. a month like it just like adds up really quickly um so i was like surely there's something i can do here so this is the, this this is when like i started working on this and being like all right so i want to do something that's as sort of stock ios as possible like try to use all the native stuff um, try to leverage as many of the features of the OS as possible, like really respect people's privacy. Like I have no idea what goes on in, in a lot of these apps. Like do they, you know, sell all of your pictures, your data, who knows? Like a lot of them, like they have this extensive sign up process, right? Like you're creating an account for a service. Like it's just this whole thing. Um so what I'm doing is it's all, all um, CloudKit based. As a developer, I don't have, I cannot look, I cannot see what people's images are. Like I have no access to any of this. This is all in people's private repository. It's all handled by iCloud. Um, there's no account, no nothing. Uh, oh, also like pretty much none of these apps work offline. So you can only add pictures when you're online is like more and more fine but i found like sometimes again like this is not as much of a use case these days but when i was coming back from events usually i would take the metro and sometimes in the metro you don't really have great uh great internet and sometimes you know this is what i would do on the metro and so i I was like i want full offline support um so doing that and then when catalyst came out i was like damn that's actually a really cool opportunity because whenever we're doing illustration or like more text-based posts, I'm making those on my Mac. And so the current process was like design it like in Sketch or Figma and then export it, send it to my phone, try to see in context there what it looks like. But then realistically what I end up doing is like bring all the pictures into into Sketch to try to like play with it there because it actually ends up being easier. Whereas now Mm -hmm. I can have the same app in Catalyst on my Mac where I can literally just drag the image there on my Mac and organize things there also. And then when I'm ready to post, I can do it from the app. Another thing uh, that a lot of apps don't really do um, is they often like the way to post, like because Instagram, there's, there's two ways. You can use the share sheet for Instagram. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but the share sheet for Instagram it's terrible. It, it like doesn't have half of the, the information that you need. Doesn't mm-hmm. let you like crop the right way. And like, it's just, it's just such a, a limited like functionality set. But I discovered that there's this sort of, okay, look, it's technically deprecated. And I realized that as I say this, I'm probably going to cause it to actually go away. But there's actually a way, which I'm not going to say what it is, but that... I can press a button in my app and cause the Instagram app to like open with the picture that I've selected, like pre pre-selected and basically like launch you into the ad image flow for Instagram uh, automatically. URL schemes? Uh, <laughs> part <laughs> of it, yes, but there's also some like weird stuff you have to do. But okay. anyways, um, so, and it's not documented anywhere, but it works. <laughs> um, and it's pretty cool. And so it's like streamlining that workflow as well of, of posting. Uh, because I'm using CloudKit, I would be able to just share with literally anyone. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of tests. Uh, I'm getting 
near real time kind of like updates as things move around. Uh, so basically better than notes app <laughs> at the moment. Uh, we'll see how things go, but, um, so yeah, that's, that's my app. One thing that's funny, like I'm, I'm talking about it on my design podcast. There's not a lot of design to it. <laughs> that's why I was trying to, trying to pr- like Let warn me- you ahead of time of like, this is a utility app. Like this is not a crazy design app. Like it's not really about how beautiful the interface is because it's actually extremely simple. Um, the design is not how it looks. <laughs> I know. And, and I think in that sense, like it is, in my opinion, like well thought out. And I think I'm, yeah. I sort of approach it maybe more as a developer, to be honest, going into this. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. And I think as I get closer and closer to like having a fully functioning app, I'll probably spend a lot more time kind of like polishing it and like make it look nice and maybe like customize some components. Like I'm reusing basically a a lot of stock components right now. Um, That'll probably like update as, as time goes, but um, yeah, so that's, so that's the app. So can I try to, cause yours wasn't an elevator pitch, but yours was like a road trip. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, can I try to sum it up? Yeah, just to go see for if it. I if I am seeing it. it clearly. Because I haven't seen any like screenshots or anything. So the app that Kevin Clark is working on that may or may not one day ever see the light of day, yes. <laughs> available to the mass public. Um, is an iOS and Mac OS app um, that lets you preview uh, an Instagram feed like a post in your profile in where you can rearrange and, and see all of your pictures in that context. Yeah. Cause that's something you miss when you're trying to just have a careful curated and thought out, uh, what do you call it? Like profile. Yeah. Whatever posts <laughs> on Instagram. And also, uh, there's a way to, to collaborate so you can share these boards or whatever you were going to call it. With that's, other people. that's funny you say that. Cause I, I might change the name, but right now I call it the app boards. Okay. Oh, the app? Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's a cool name. I like it. Cool. So, so yeah. Did, did I get that right? Yeah, you and did. So, okay. So, in terms of functionality, is more of like preview a grid and offer a quick shortcut to the posting flow. But you're just still going yeah, gonna so to do that. Exactly. So, it's organize your pictures. Um, I haven't worked on that feature yet, but... There's stuff I want to add for if you want to like preset a description. <laughs> One of the things that Instagram does is they automatically remove the line breaks. <laughs> so if you want to do line breaks, you can't really do that. But there is like you can insert like a, a special UTF character that won't get removed by Instagram. So if you want to do line breaks, you can. And so I'm thinking like I could let people insert their description into the app and then I would automatically replace things like line break with like the special character to make sure it doesn't get removed. Uh, I was thinking also in the future, again, like I'm opening my my ideas here, but um, <laughs> I was thinking one thing that I've never been good at, I've never done, I don't, I like, I don't do any hashtag on the pictures and stuff, but I see a lot of people do that. I don't know what, hashtags i'm supposed to do for what when um maybe this is something where i could use exif data and like metadata on the picture and maybe even some like image learning uh stuff to basically recommend you auto recommend you sounds like a 1.1 kevin yeah yeah yeah. like it's definitely not part of the uh, part of the 1.0 because like it's a whole other aspect but like, I think there's a couple cool things I can end up doing. And one thing that I liked is this app is useful, obviously ob- useful to me, probably useful to some other people. I know definitely, like, a lot of influencers who actually use stuff like this uh, for their work. And I also think it's useful for, like, company. You know, in, in yeah. our case, like, we're an organization for Montreal Design Club. We're a nonprofit, but, like, there's a real like use case for that having that collaboration so yeah hopefully it's useful to more than just me uh as i was telling you rafa i don't think you will ever use this app this app is not for you (laughs) okay we 
we we only have 10 minutes left so there's i have now all the questions so please let's follow up on this next week but uh yeah i was thinking you always told me no this app is not for you like don't don't worry about it <laughs> don't get excited this is not for you and i always thought like oh it's like a maybe like a canadian thing or like <laughs> i don't know i was trying to think of things that i absolutely do not use and right. yet it's like well if you want to have a nicely curated <laughs> instagram profile which you are right but like you were closer than i expected you to be okay. like you know with me as a potential user <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay cool. he knows that even if i really wanted to have this you know this nice looking instagram profile that's not what that's i'm saying not. but what i'm saying is like <laughs> you're you're either a person who like cares about that stuff or, or you're not and I think I clearly don't. you're maybe less like it, of of my friends. Like you're probably one of my friends that, that is the least into posting pictures to Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, so, I can remember yeah. the last time I posted on my actual profile See, and so, not a story. That's why. But uh, I think in the last one I did post was because I felt bad about not <laughs> posting. So like, you know what? Let yeah. me just post something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anywho. All right. Like I said, I have a thousand other questions, but we have eight minutes left and we have to do recommendations before we go. Yeah. So, Kevin Clerk, are you ready for some recommendations? Yeah. Okay. So, I have two recommendations this week. One that uh, I'm okay. proud and happy to recommend and one that I'm not proud to You're recommend. Ashamed. <laughs> I'm pretty ashamed to recommend. So, I'll go quickly. Um, so, the first one um, is Flighty. So this is yeah. an iOS app to track your flights. And you might be wondering, like, why is Kevin recommending a flight tracking app in this current world situation? Well, it uh, turns out uh, my boyfriend has to travel back home uh, in Taiwan. And uh, so I've been adding his flights <laughs> to track them uh, and just, like, see where he's at. And honestly, like, this is the first time, because, like, I've never really used it for me. Because <laughs> a lot of the times mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, whatever, like, it's fine. But actually, as someone who, like, hasn't booked all these, these flights and, like, I want to, like, know, you know, when things are happening, this UI is incredible. <laughs> like, it's so yes. well laid out. Like, the information is so clear, so straightforward. Like, it's just, it's near perfection. Like, I just... Yes, thing. It's a masterclass in how to organize information about a flight, which is like so. Well. I I can say that Flighty is probably one of my favorite third party apps on iOS. Uh, it just reminds me of like Tweety in those like, you know, it's the right balance of feeling stocky and 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 uh, native and also having personality in like yeah. custom thing. It it just hits all the sweet spots for me and it's lovely. And again, even if you don't, well. If you're not traveling a lot, which I assume, um, still worth a shot to just download and have it and just look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so great app. Um, and then my second shameful recommendation is Selling Sunset. <laughs> I started watching this on Netflix, <laughs> and it's so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> I think okay, because well, yesterday I was browsing through <laughs> Netflix and. I, is this the one in where you just have like a bunch of hot young yes <laughs> people in a beach, but then their parents are oh. watching? Is this no? Is this the one? No. So this is different. This is a okay, bunch of a bunch of hot people that are selling houses, uh, and there's just like <laughs> incredible amounts okay. of drama. But so it's not the one that was a, It's a thing. So yeah. But I got the hot young people. <laughs> yeah. um, but I I have to part. stress that. It's terrible, but it's also okay. Great. But give me, give me the the the, the pitch. That's it. It's, uh, it's, it's hot people sell houses and <laughs> in LA, and um, there's just like so much drama. Like it's, it, it. I find it interesting actually to watch this because you're like, I, I, clearly this is like amped up like crazy for just a show. Like this is, I yeah. I just assume that all of this is scripted. Like none of this is actually, you know live like none of this is reality but it's right it's meant to be a reality show um right but this is also like here's like humans who like live for the drama like take every single little thing where in normal life you just be like and eh, whatever like that person's not in a good mood today and this is like <laughs> i will go nuclear war and i will destroy you for the rest of your life <laughs> 
Or like, oh, you looked at me wrong on this on the sidewalk today, and it's like this is the end of Whoa. the world. Um, so, anyways, it's very entertaining. Uh, you should watch it, <laughs> or not? I don't okay. know. It's terrible, but or it's not? Great. <laughs> okay, no, interesting. I, 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 I don't, I don't, um, I don't trash TV shame people. Um, I get it. <laughs> it is the ultimate cool. trash TV. <laughs> okay, my recommendation. Uh, ruling out of time. It's uh, Duolingo. You know Duolingo. I yeah. think, well, it's a very popular app. It's an app, and uh, I just recently found out that they also have a fully uh, fledged web interface. I, I thought it was just an app. Um, but anyway, it's 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 a very popular app for you to learn other languages. Why am I recommending this uh, now? Um, I actually don't know if I recommended it in the past. I hope not. But I'm recommending it again because I... Um, fell off the tracks of learning Dutch. Uh, it stopped for, I took like a three week break that actually turned out to be a like nine month break. Um, and, but now I'm back and it just, it just keeps on getting better. And I think this app, regardless of, uh, you want to learn another language or not, which I think you should, it's always a nice thing to exercise and try, especially if you only, uh, know the one language. Um, I think this is great, but the app it's in such a level of polish hmm. that like this app has been uh, around for 9 years in 9 years with with like attention to detail and caring about the experience and so it's not like a like i think Duolingo they're great developers and they're trying to build a great app uh, i think they have it in them like their company's dna so this is what happens if you build consistently uh, and iterate on an app with the right incentives and right uh, ideals throughout nine years. You get to this level mm. of polish, which is just a masterclass in like just building an app. Because I'm, I'm usually on the other end of the spectrum, right? I'm I'm on the startup. Like this this product is th- three months old. Right. What can you do? Uh, this is like the other end of the spectrum, and it's just so great to see them still staying true to their ideals and values. So not necessarily something like. Maybe Instagram or you know Facebook, in where their motives are maybe not very much aligned with their users. And here, I think they are way more in line with their users. It's like, hey, we want people to be to be hooked and addicted to trying to learn new languages and like use gamification and all that. But that's not a bad thing here because that's what exactly what you have to do if you want to learn a new languages. You have to practice a lot. You have to keep coming back. You have all that stuff. So anyway, just it's great, and hopefully I'll. <sighs> do a better job of learning Dutch this time. <laughs> nice. All right, that's it. Uh, we're running out of time. Thanks so much for listening. This is the outro now, so we can go away or we can keep listening. But uh, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, LAOutOfFam. Kevin is at VernalKick. I'm at Rafahari. All of this on Twitter. You can, you can check our website. Uh, that's layout.fm. We are part of the Spec FM network, so go check them out if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to. They're at spec.fm. And lastly, once again, huge, massive thanks to Webflow for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, again, go to webflow.com. Check them out. Check Civilization, built entirely on Webflow. That's civilization.webflow.com. <laughs> and if you want to sign up, don't forget to use the code LAYOUT for uh, 10% off your, your annual bill. That's great. So thanks again. Webflow. Um, Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you next week and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.